Previously on the Adventure Zone. Lucas. He's found a grand relic. It's the Philosopher's Stone. The Harry Potter book? The astral plane, which is where our unconscious forms or our souls retire when we when we die. Hmm. Did um, your mom die or did she like disappear one day? She passed away. I accidentally broke the astral mirror, so I got to grow a new one of those. Although smooth uh, move, uh, yeah, Xlax. I, these purple volts of electricity surround you. Ah, uh, oh, damn it! And I am so so sorry. Like I was fighting for you, you ass. Uh, Guys, Noelle's a spirit in a robot body. She's got the fuse. You can save the world, Noelle. All right, then. Let's fuck him up. Hell yeah. Aw, dang. Ghosts? I didn't sign up for ghosts. Guess that's the cost of doing business in the Adventure Zone. Okay, you just kicked some robot asses um, and got a new, more badass robot companion as a result. It was a pretty good trade-off. Uh, and uh, just took a short rest, which we did before the recording, to disguise the fact that we don't know how to do that. <laughs> um, you, uh, so you've made your way uh, down this conveyor belt out of the, uh, the robot manufacturing facility um, and uh, have turned off of a, a, a branch off this uh, conveyor belt and... Uh, Noelle, in her new big badass robot suit, uh, kicks open a hatch um, into the main experiment chamber. Uh, and it, it certainly looks like the type of room that a, a climactic standoff might happen in. That's um, convenient. Just your standard final your, fight room. Yeah. If Dracula was a thing here, uh-huh. he'd be. This would be his place. Is it, just, is it crystallized, Griffey? So this is weird. It's the first room you've been in this whole time that is only partially crystallized. Percentage-wise, how much? Because it spreads so quickly elsewhere, right? Um, no. Th- I mean, the, the behavior of the crystal this uh, of everything you've seen is it just spreads throughout everything it's touching. Um, in fact, it almost looks like it's been perfectly shaped to encompass the ceiling um, where it has sort of creeped in uh, some vents uh, in the ceiling and through some very narrow uh, exterior windows, um, some some like ex- exterior vents uh, leading outside. You can tell it leads outside because there's a, a stiff candle night's breeze blowing in. <laughs> um, and hanging from this, this crystalline amethyst ceiling, uh, you see a stalactite. Um, and it is, the ceiling's about 15 feet up. The stalactite reaches down uh, about nine feet um and th- this stalactite is huge it's made of, of pure amethyst and uh cheese uh Maybe amethyst cheese. and cheese no it's just amethyst um on the floor immediately below you uh, uh underneath this hatch there's a big old pile of deactivated robots like the ones that you saw in the assembly room they all have fuses in their torsos but they're all deactivated um and opposite you on the complete opposite end of the room is the gigantic locked door that you were unable to get through uh, when you you first reach this this level of the lab, um, so inside the stalactite you see a robot uh, frozen um, that looks far more humanoid than any you've seen before. In fact, it's kind of difficult to discern 
whether it's a robot or not. Um, it has the shape of a human woman without any kind of like extraneous armor plating or, or insane peripherals like, um, like Noelle has on her. Uh, she has a fuse in her torso, and that fuse is lit up like a Christmas tree. Uh, and she's frozen in place in this stalactite, and uh, the, the fuse light is the only thing you can see in there that's moving. However, you can see she's holding an object in each hand. In her right hand, uh, which she has extended out in front of her, she's holding a large silver disc that's comprised of a series of interlocking rings etched with a really intricate pattern that kind of resembles circuitry. Um, all leading to a bright, small light in the center of the disc, and that light is is pulsing. Uh, and in her left hand, which she's holding at her side, you see a very plain-looking stone. Um, directly, sorry, it's going to take a while to describe this room. Uh, directly, no, in front you're of, doing great, Griff. I'm drunk on your words. Directly in front of her, you're a poet, a poet uh, laureate, I would say. Uh, about ten feet away, in the direction that this disc that she's holding is pointing. Um, you see a large uh, circular pedestal uh, about three feet high, and floating uh, above it is a mirror, much like the ones that you saw floating in orbit in the Cosmoscope chamber that you're in. Um, okay. This one is made of brilliant sapphire with an intricate platinum trim. Uh, and like the Cosmoscope... And it retails for nine ninety nine, And it can be yours for 10 easy payments of 99 cents. Um, what a deal! Like the the cosmoscope mirrors, you see in this this uh, sapphire mirror another world, um, <gasps> and in that world you see tens of thousands of these floating white lights um, sailing over a giant lake comprised of swirling rainbow hued waters, uh, and the lights float. They they occasionally interact with each other and dive under the water, ca- causing a, a ripple of light to move across the surface of the lake. Um, and it, it, it's kind of a wondrous sight, uh, but it's made slightly less wondrous by kind of an eyesore slightly in the background. You see an island in this lake, and on that island, uh, you see a massive fortress uh, comprised of stone and steel. It looks uh, like a pretty intimidating building. Like um, Castle Grayskull? It actually looks more like a prison. Um, like prison Grayskull? Like pr- prison Grayskull. Um, so between this this mirror and this stalactite with a robot frozen in it, you see Lucas. He's standing under the stalactite, um, and he's holding a, a a big stick in his hand. And there's a uh, he's he's taken off one of his gloves of his null suit uh, and tied it around uh, what appears to be a hammerhead at the end of this stick, and is just banging this against the stalactite um, and not doing like anything to it. Uh, he's got his sleeve tied around his exposed hand that he took his glove off from. Um, and he takes a few hits uh, on this stalactite, doesn't really do anything, and kind of just falls over and slumps over his hammer. He looks completely exhausted. Uh, his head is bandaged up, um, which you noticed earlier, and that, that bandage is, uh, you can see some blood coming so through he, that now. Um, he's and inside he, the mirror? No, he's between the mirror and the stalactite, um, and he's, okay. he's banging on the stalactite trying to bust it open to get at the robot inside. Uh, he, he sort of slumps over. He's leaning on his hammer, uh, and when, when Noel kicks that hatch open, uh, he looks up at the three of you and he's panting and he says, oh shit. Now Griffin, real quick, where, from where we are, do we yeah. see any immediate like threat? No, okay. uh, nobody there's, I mean, you got all those robots immediately below you, but none of them are activated. Um, and there's no like area of ground that we would be afraid to touch and turn to crystal. Or no, whatever. the ground is not crystallized. Regardless, you are in your null suits. Um, Noel would be at risk. Um, Carrie is fine. She's in a null suit. Um, Noel might be at risk, but there's there's no crystal on the ground. Gotcha. 
What um, and and who and the robot in the stalag stalag might stalactite because they hang tight they hang tight to the ceiling and stalagmite because it might be on the ground a stalagmite (laughs) might be a stalactite it's a terrible worst rules yeah it's it's as a mnemonic it's basically useless uh so do we recognize the robot inside the the stalactite um no you you've you've never you've never seen this robot before so we can't make it out that much to know we don't know all yeah. Oh, I've seen a lot of robots. Are you sure I haven't seen this one? Like, <laughs> He's a bit of a connoisseur. I Does he like talk I... like Paul Bettany? Oh, it's a girl. I'm sorry. A it's woman. The stock, it's stuck in a, a slag tie. It's probably not talking at all. Okay, right? I, have a, I have one quick question for you, Griffin. It's Yo. on the ceiling. They're on the ceiling. On the, uh, on the pedestal yeah. that, that is facing uh, where this robot is holding out that, that circular camouflage, uh, right? Yeah. Is there anything on that pedestal that looks roughly the same shape as the thing that the the form is holding? Um, no, I mean the 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 mirror is a circle, um, and this disc is a is a circle, um, but they don't seem to they don't seem to correspond. Uh, it's not like they're holding a miniature mirror or anything. Okay, all right, I hop down. Fuck it. Okay, um, yeah, you hop down. You kind of. Uh, do a, a a maneuver to avoid falling down because there's like a big old pile of robots underneath you. Can I say it's yeah. super sweet? Like okay. everyone kind of gasps a little bit, and okay. they're like, "Damn!" Carrie and uh, Noel move in after you. Um, Taco and Merle, are you hopping into this room too? Oh, we're hopping. Okay, we're hopping and kind of get. And I would also suggest that maybe Noel is now since she's a big badass now that we call her Noel, like N O dash. Now we'll call her Yes L. <laughs> No hell. No oh, hell. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Um, Lucas is kind of like, he he's scrambling backwards away from you guys. Um, I'm, I'm walking right at him. I did not stop moving when I landed. I'm going to fucking squeeze the life out of that little weasel. Okay, he's saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm going to fucking kick your ass, little man. I fire a magic missile at that little turd monster. Okay. I don't give a shit. I'm so yeah. done with this dude. I'm f- Fuck him. In fact, Griffin, what do I have to roll to do like a Batman? Like, well, hold on, Justin, are you really casting? Ma- don't say. Ch- are you are you really magic missling him? No, that's probably not Taka style. All right, yeah. a lesser man would have magic missled the shit out of him. Yeah, or a lesser elf, and there are a few lesser elves than Taka, so that should tell you how badly he <laughs> wanted to do it. <laughs> uh, I've just been in this Crystal Kingdom since December nineteenth, and I would really like to ki- if killing him. Shit, have we been in here that long? We've yeah, been in right, here so man. long. Luckily, we brought so all this long. gorp. <laughs> yeah, you guys have been staying hydrated, right? Um, Griffin, I would like to do like. When a- we get back, it's gonna be Garfield Jr. <laughs> my son, I'm Garfield. The deals are like Jr. My daddy, tr- you knew my, you knew my peepaw. I wanted to be a make- musician, but Dad insisted I do this. <laughs> the the fantasy gotcha barn is gonna take credit cards. <laughs> it's gonna take Apple Pay. Griffin, what do I have to roll to do like a Batman, like Arkham, like I pick him up and I'm like, tell me about the Riddler kind of. You can move, do an intimidation but- check. I want to do that, please. Okay. Oh, I almost never get to do those. I'm trained in that. Yeah, yeah you guys, boy. This you is guys 16, can do all, 16 plus kinds. four. Okay, 20. yeah. He is he is intimidated. Are you are you getting physical at all? Oh yeah, I'm picking him up by the scruff of his neck. Okay, you pick him up. He's a he's he's smaller than you, so that's a pretty easy thing. He goes, "I'm sorry." Okay, stop. Please, please don't hurt me. Okay, tell me what I want to know. J- Jesus, I am done fucking around. You okay. left us up there in a room, paralyzed, attacked by some kind of crystal golem. Fucking talk now. Okay, okay. okay. And I give I give a very subtle wink 
to Taco, who doesn't see it because he's not paying attention. And I walk over and I say, listen, Lucas, you know, I'm your pal, but look, you know, he, man, Magnus is really pissed. I'd tell him what he wants to hear if I were you, buddy. Oh, hell yeah. Good cop, bad cop. I love this Shh, stuff. Not out loud. Oh, you're right, 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 right. It's good cop, bad cop, aloof cop. <laughs> um, Lucas goes, okay, okay. Good, good cop, good cop, guy there who's there to pay a parking ticket. <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh, uh, okay, stop. Okay, I'll explain everything. I... When I contacted the director earlier today, I, I told her that I found the Philosopher's Stone a couple weeks ago. That was a lie. I, yeah. I actually found it... I've had it for four months now. I found it... I found it for my mother, Maureen. She she spent her whole life studying the, the planes and the realities that, that lie beyond our own. The the cosmoscope, which I, I showed you earlier, that was her life's work. It's, it's, not, it's not just some room with some mirrors that let you look at the different planes. When you arrange those mirrors in a certain way, you're able to see into alternate realities, into parallel worlds. But she wasn't able to complete it because we didn't have the Philosopher's Stone. With the stone, I was able to, to create the mirrors that she needed. And my mother was, was able to complete her life's work. But it was... Lucas? Yeah. Is your mother the robot? Something went wrong. Yeah, okay. She insisted that she test out the Cosmoscope. She wouldn't let me go in with her. And when she used it the way it was intended, her mind was destroyed. Li- literally. I lost her, and I, I I became obsessed with saving her. With my background in robotics and my, my studies in planar energies that I, I, I learned under my mother, I devised a plan. I, I invented the, the conduit, a device capable of storing a living spirit and giving it agency over a robotic body. I, I, I created that to, to give her a new body that she could live in, and I created the siphon which I could use to find her in the astral plane and and fish her out of there and put her in her new body. Uh, when I invented those, I I tested them out on, on you, Noel. You were the first one I found. I, I found you in the astral plane mirror, and I, I pulled you out, and I put you in that body, and I'm, I'm so sorry for dragging you into this. It was so selfish of me. But I looked for weeks, and then this morning I found my mother in, in there. He points at the um, He points at the mirror... Uh, at the at that prison that you can see inside of it, um, he says I extracted her into into this custom conduit. It was it was my masterpiece, I, and I had hoped that she would be this the brilliant caring woman that she was in life. But her mind is just gone. She she attacked me, and I escaped, and I went to the med bay to to regroup and patch myself up. And here we are. She she's got the philosopher's stone. She crystallized herself with that stalactite. She took the siphon in with her. She nearly killed me, and I I just I have no idea why. And what have we learned from this? I defended you up there. And yeah. You've hidden all of this from us. We could have helped. You could have worked with the director to figure all of this out. You Like, as a scientist, you have disappointed. You have let down the concept of experimentation and science. You're a coward, and I hate you. Um, He starts to sniffling. He's yeah, got, good. He's got, he's got tears welling up. Good. I he's drop like- him in a heap on the ground. He says, I'm sorry, I just, I, I thought I could still save her. I thought I could still defuse this situation myself. I thought I, if I'm worried, I'm worried that you guys would do, you would hurt her. You'd make me, you'd, you'd put her back in the, you'd put her back in the astral plane and then I'd lose her again. She's gone, Lucas. Would your mother have struck you? No. Your mother is gone. Help us fix this. 
Okay. Uh, and I'll, you peed do, a little. You, you do, peed your you pants. You did a pee a little. Bit. He's right. I did. You, I don't know how you could tell that. But he it's... rolled a really high perception check. <laughs> okay, listen. Let's start from page one, okay? Who is in the stalactite? <laughs> um, you hear a voice come out of the mirror. Um, and this voice says, uh, you guys really aren't that sharp, are you? You still having some trouble figuring this, still cracking this nut, huh? Well, hold on, don't, like, there's three of us, we work individually, we're not a hive mind, maybe one of us, but, like, I would say at, at least one of us has a solid grasp, one of us is halfway there, and probably one of us just started paying attention. And I've got to ask a question, Mirror. Who's the fairest of them all? Oh, God. Uh, it's certainly not you, my man. Uh, it, oh, you actually, mean. you're, you're not just addressing a mirror. You can actually see a figure, uh, inside of the mirror. To, um, to dad's credit though, Griffin, in, in the Snow White story, there's a figure in the mirror then too. Like, that is fair. That is okay. fair. Um, you see a strikingly handsome, uh, dark haired man is wearing a fancy suit that is covered by a long black flowing cowled robe. Oh, it's death. Uh, and he says, uh, let me break this down for you. Um, that nerd is a necromancer. Uh-huh. And ne- necromancy is real bad stuff. Yes. We're not fans of that over here, where I come from. And where is that? You really are. You really no, don't know. No, I mean, I, that was, that was uh, a rhetorical was question. <gasps> Guys, it's the Phantom Zone. So your death or Hades or something... Listen, you're you're not too far off. Mike, I'm Kravitz, Charm. Lenny, still not good, still not a good goof, but we'll I have a it's, it's like he's in the room with me. <laughs> we'll have time to workshop it later. Okay, I'm, great. I some people call me Death. Sure, that's some people that's call an, you a space cowboy. Boy, you're not intimidated by me at all, are you? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, some people call me Death, sure. Some people call me the, uh, oh, in subsocieties, I'm called the Grim Reaper. I like that one. Oh, I saw you in a movie with Bill and Ted. My, I prefer to go by Kravitz. Okay. Uh, and I am a bounty hunter for the Raven Queen, the, the goddess of, of the natural order of life and death. Uh, I, I hunt down wayward souls that escape from the astral plane or those who escape from the eternal stockade he motions to the prison behind him where souls uh, who've passed on to the astral plane who uh, conspire to escape the astral plane uh, that's that's where we lock them up uh, i uh, i dole out punishment for anybody who breaks the natural laws of life and death and i've got to tell you this laboratory is a, a veritable piñata oh, a real abomination very much it sounds like we're on the same side here kravitz we oh. want that's let's not get ahead of ourselves um he motions and uh that book appears that he consulted with uh earlier uh, and he says lucas miller you've been found guilty of aiding in the escape of your deceased mother maureen from the eternal stockade where she was in prison for conspiring to escape back to the mortal world your mother was in prison lucas and you can't break people out of prison it's bad i was assigned your family's bounty lucas but when i got here and i met you three that's when I found an even bigger trophy. Wait, now, hold on. Wait a minute. What have I yeah. done? What did Magnus do? Magnus? Oh, good, good teamwork, Trav. Hey, I mean, I want to make it clear here. 
Um, he flips through a few pages of this this book um, that's floating in front of him. He goes, let's see, let's see. Uh, Taco, we'll start with you. Well, yeah. okay. Hello. Taco. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> you've died eight times. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That tracks. Wasn't one, one it was a coma, right? Well, you've, it you've was really debatable. I mean, it was debatable. We got a second opinion. One guy said coma, one guy said death. Cut, uh, cut, the, cut the goose, says. You've died eight times and checked into the astral plane exactly zero times. Is that actually true? Um, I feel like I ducked my head in the astral plane, right? You uh, dipped your toes in. Well, you did the spa, and you did the whole thing, and you climbed so up those a are, rope. So those are, like, those are like little discrete, um, like, extra planes that you can sort of create. Um, and okay. Okay. With with your magic, you pop into the um, shit. What's it called? Not the astral plane. Ethereal? The astral plane is like the astral plane is basically yeah the ethereal plane. The astral plane is like the afterlife. And has um, Taco actually? <laughs> I'm sorry, I haven't paid any attention to any of the episodes none we've of done. Have. Has he actually died in game? And we brought him back eight times. <laughs> that seems like a lot. Um, I mean, you've you've gotten uh, been knocked unconscious, but nobody's died. Oh, if okay. you did, then I would have different hosts on this podcast right now. Oh, we wouldn't the, just get new characters? Those are the rules. Yep. Well, maybe. Um, <laughs> no, of course you would. Uh, he flips through the book again, and he goes, Magnus, uh, yeah? let's do you next. Magnus, what's your, what's your family name? Burnsides. Oh, yeah, that's right. Magnus Burnsides, you've died 19 times. That doesn't sound right. And you've made zero trips to the astral plane. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think I'd remember. Uh, Merle, Let him finish. Let him Merle Highchurch. Merle. That's my name. Don't wear it out. Merle fucking Highchurch. <laughs> you, my dear friend, care to take a guess? Care to, care to wager a guess? Closest without going over. Taco, uh, go. I'm just surprised my middle name is fucking. I had no idea. Are you? No. I'm going to go with one in case we're doing prices right rules. Uh, you know yeah. what? I'm going to go the other way and say 1999. Somewhere uh, in between there. Okay. Merle High Church. The richest bounty I've ever hunted. You, my dear man, have died 57 times. <laughs> 57 times. 57 That's times. Despicable. Oh, wait, <laughs> shit. Is this alternate dimension stuff? And you've never come to visit. You've never come to visit me, Merle. I never fifty-seven deaths. That's just rude. You when are, you say died, died, what are you, deceased, lost are your you hit points and more. Y e d. What what what? In what reality have we died? Because we we're still here. Yeah, that's it. yeah. Great question. I've been wrestling with that one myself. Um, he's getting angrier as he is like counting up your tally. Uh, and as he gets angrier, his form is starting to change. Um, his his black robe is growing longer, and it's fraying and billowing out behind him. Uh, his face is turning gaunt uh, until it's it simply becomes a a red eyed skull. Um, and he's got his hand outstretched, and a scythe forms in it from nowhere. Cool. Um, hey, Lucas. Psst. He can, looks. Can he, he looks get here without that sapphire mirror thing. <laughs> I he's Lucas is just like trembling on the floor. He's just a he's just a puddle. I can't. Um, okay. Uh, 
the, the the Kravitz is starting to look like really terrifying. But you see something else in the mirror, something kind of unsettling in the background. That stone prison, the eternal stockade behind him, um, you see a swarm of those shimmering gray lights um, start to pour out of its few narrow barred windows and doors. And they are sort of gelling and morphing together to form a massive spectral hand, which is slowly sneaking up on Kravitz, who continues his spiel. He says, uh, I can't allow you to stay out there. You have to know that. But there's there's no reason for you to die violently. Just come just come with me. Go come in easy, please. Um Kravitz? No, you know what? Nothing. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I, you know what? I will say, if you wanted to lure me in there, you should have stayed handsome, my fella. Yeah, that, that is an excellent point. You're getting it spooky scary. Listen, yeah, I, it, I, people were all ready to write slash fiction between you and me, and then you turned all skeletal. <laughs> a, a whole bunch of artists just like had to like erase half right. of the portrait they yeah. had done. Piggyback what? rides? Tockets. We'd call it Tockets. That would be the shipper it's name. Good. Tockets. That's enough. That is I, good. I want to know your answer. Are you coming with me or not? This hand is, like, right behind him now. The answer to whether we're going to come with you or not is... Okay, this hand, uh, this massive silvery hand uh, grabs him suddenly, and you hear the wind just sort of get knocked out of him. Uh, and it grabs him and just slams him into the ground over and over and over and, and over and over again. Uh, and you hear him wailing uh, as this hand just like... As the, as the hand's wailing on him. Just completely demolishes him and uh, lightning quick pulls him back into the stockade behind him. Um, and uh, after it dispatches... After we solved the, the Kravitz puzzle. After it dispatches Kravitz, the stalactite begins to hum. Oh, and poopy. You can feel a, a vibration in the air around you. It's like someone just hit like a gigantic tuning fork. Mm. Um, and these vibrations, they're not dying down. They're actually intensifying uh, until the amethyst around the ceiling uh, begins to emit those crinkle tinkles. Lucas? Lucas, yeah. what the fuck is this? I don't know. I don't you know. You don't know? No, I don't know. I don't know anything. I'm sorry. Can you turn off the sapphire portal? I can't. I don't know how. Um, you hear those crinkle tinkles coming from the ceiling, and another verse of the song plays out. But it's different this time. You are, are right next to this stalactite um, with the robot inside of it, and you actually hear multiple voices coming from the robot. Um, and you hear a chorus also sort of singing in unison from the mirror. And together they sing the following. Kept from my children, subject to me, did not make this is my separation. And some souls of the lost will come awake and with his crystal key. The, the voices just sang in case you couldn't understand it or in case you're the three people on this call who didn't hear the song. Um, kept from our children, lovers, friends, subject to laws we did not make, this is where separation ends 
and souls of the lost will come awake. Enter this crystal kingdom. Oh, fuck. Son of a bitch. Uh, a lot of things happen at once. The, uh, the disc that uh, Maureen's robot form inside the stalactite is holding, uh, a brilliant white beam of light shoots out and pierces into the mirror. Um, and you see a swarm of these souls fly at light speed. Um, well, not at light speed. You wouldn't be able to see it. Uh, but I don't know. I got pretty good perception. That's fair. Uh, and they uh, bash against their side of the mirror and start to burrow through. And as they breach into your side of the mirror, they seem to, again, sort of organically meld together into a kind of like silvery goo that encases the, the this floating mirror entirely. And from that goo, a humongous skeletal form appears. Um, it has two massive bony arms, uh, a, a, a rib cage torso that's sort of sticking out of the mirror. It's just like everything from the waist up is coming out of this mirror and a large shrouded skull. Um, and this silvery substance that seems to make up its form, uh, inside of it you can make out these faint faces, most of which seem to be locked in a, a grimace. And from this skeletal being that's about, uh, it's about 10 feet tall, um, you hear a cacophony of voices that all say simultaneously, Thank, Thank you, Maureen. Maureen. Your, Your job, job is, is done. done. Damn it. Uh, this, this big skeleton turns towards the three of you, or I should say the five of you. Well, the six of you. I'm not counting Lucas. And uh, it says, uh, Living, Living Ones. ones. Permit, Permit us entry into, into this world so that we may tear down the barrier between life and, and death. Join us in our cause. No. I'm looking at Taco and Merle here. No. 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 Okay, huddle. 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 Wait, one second. No, no take, take your time. time. Okay, right, cool. Now listen. Yeah? Li- listen. You know... We've probably put a whole bunch of those people mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. Like Fandolin, at least, yeah. Fandolin, yeah, yeah. we're not going to get good treatment at the hands of a bunch of dead people Griffin, that we offed. Do I recognize any of the faces in the in the, um, in the uh, mass? Roll an investigation check. That would be 15. I rolled um, a 14. You actually see the faces of... Uh, Magic Brian Jenkins and uh, Marvy in there, who you apparently did not obliterate as much as you just sort of banished them back to the astral plane. But they don't seem to have any kind of like, they don't seem to have any kind of character or agency about them right now. You just sort of see their floating, miserable faces inside. And all of, of these spirits form. came out of the the prison Gray Skull, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're uh, probably the bad ones. They say. Um, Will you join us in our cause to merge our worlds? We can find a way to be alive again. I'm, I'm going to have to go with no, right? Yeah, yeah. that seems no. no yeah, you know, no. we're going to have to say no, but th- you, if you have any pamphlets you want to leave or... And we really appreciate you asking first. Yes, you know, that, that was shows, very nice of you. That shows really good manners on your part. Mm-hmm. You were very sweet to ask, but we're going to say no. And character voices, so... character voices, character voices. Oh, yeah. Listen, we really appreciate you asking nicely. And, you know, asking permission. Wait, not how long not have we just... been in here? Dad aged 50 years. Oh, listen, I, yeah, we really appreciate it. 
Appreciate you asking first. It was really considerate, guys. Am I right? That's oh, totally. yeah, that's it's, thoughtful. It's very, very nice. It's I'd good say. etiquette, and you know, so many people these days don't. They while don't while do the Merle etiquette. is talking, um, I want to like start kind of creeping around towards the the sapphire thing. So kudos the, to you. The mirror. Uh, well, yeah. I think okay. it was great. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. But listen, we're going to take a no. Uh, but thank you so much. And I got listen, a fifteen stealth check. And now on <laughs> your on your way out, look. If you'll just just make sure because the they, the trash can guys they left them in the street. If you just move them back, thanks. God bless. See ya. And I want to smash the mirror. Okay, you uh, you contested uh, their perception check, uh, and they got a nineteen. Damn it! Um, <laughs> booby booby booby. Uh, and, uh, it slams its two fists into the ground very, very close to you, Magnus. Uh, and this giant, uh, being shouts, uh, you will join us one way or another. So this isn't the robot in the slag tie, right? This is, from what you can tell, uh, a legion of ghosts. Perfect. Um, and, uh... Uh, as it says that and slams its fist into the ground from behind it, uh, let's say you see 16 of these gray balls of light um, come out of that prison and bust through the mirror into the room that you all are in um, and super quickly zip into that giant pile of deactivated robots. And 16 robots uh, shuffle their way out of the pile and uh, encircle you. Let's roll some initiative. Hey everybody, this is Griffin McRoy, your dungeon master, your best friend, your personal trainer. I want to see you squat 300 pounds tonight. With your glutes. I don't think... I don't know if that's what you use to squat. Um, Thanks for listening to episode 38 of The Adventure Zone, the penultimate chapter in the Crystal Kingdom arc. Uh, We'll have one more episode in this arc, and then we're probably going to do a lunar interlude. Maybe not. Maybe we just hop right into the next thing. I'm excited to get to the next thing. I I know this one's been going on for a while, but but you can't put a timetable on adventure. The thing just does itself. I want to thank everybody who's been listening to the show, who's been telling their friends about the show. We do not pay for any kind of advertisement, so you telling your friends who you think would be into it is uh, the only way that we have to grow. So we appreciate that. And uh, in, in a similar way, we appreciate you tweeting about the show using the hashtag TheZoneCast. If you tweet about the show using the hashtag TheZoneCast, you might end up as a character in the next arc, which, uh, like I said, is probably going to start in the next couple episodes. Uh, so tweet tweet early, tweet often. Well, don't tweet often. Often. you know don't 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 lose your mind over it just you know tweet about the show and uh if i see your name and i think it matches up good with a character that i've designed then you'll end up as a character in the show we have an aura frame here at our house and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do and my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up 
that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So, right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right, powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis... How did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, content you create, or even your time. What? What influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code ADVENTURE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Chicago! We're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2. And we're doing live shows. All a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out. And Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2. Schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that, go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little sailor man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now back to the show. Got a few personal messages here. If you want to get a personal message on the show, shout out to a loved one, a friend, or a small business. Uh, just go to MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron, and they're going to get you all set up. Here's a message for Sarah Bay, and it's from Cody Singletary. Cody says to Sarah, happy birthday to my wonderful wife. I hope hearing our favorite DM, aww, 
Read this message is almost as good as a present as finishing up your PhD. Thanks for getting me obsessed with podcasts by introducing me to Taz. It got a little out of control after that and still is. I love you and can't wait to finally live in the same place this summer. Sounds like sweet reunions in the books. Sweet podcast reunion. Very excited about that. And thank you for listening and saying nice things. Also, I just realized that your birthday is April 23rd, and this is maybe the closest that we've ever come on any McElroy show to doing a message uh, on a birthday. So this is a special moment for me, too. Got another personal message here for CJ. This one's for Patrick, who says, Wishing the best boyfriend ever good luck matching a residency program. Wherever you end up, you'll do great. I still love how when I played you episode 1.5 to suck you into the adventure zone, you played dumb and pretended you weren't already secretly caught up. I can't tell if that's love or gaslighting or or maybe it's both. Um, thanks for being the Sloan to my Hurley. I love you so much, and I'm so lucky that I met you. I ship it. I don't, well, I don't need to ship it is the thing, but congratulations. One last message here. This one's for Coleslaw, and it's from Biori's Bounty Incorporated. I'm going to go ahead and guess that maybe this is an another one of those in-fiction D&D messages. Let's find out together. Happy birthday to the best DM we know. It's been just about a year since you had this crazy D&D idea, and every week since has been a magical adventure full of smash doors, spider buddies, and arrows through the cock... Cock six. Coxix. We hope your constitution saving throw against birthday hangovers was a success. Love, Dinwin, Milo, Veneran, and Nyla. I love that this podcast and the Jumbotron in this podcast is like a, a secret, like Illuminati DM messaging tool. Uh, keep it up and keep that, that weird but wonderful sounding game going. Uh, if you like this show and want to hear more from us, go to McElroyShows.com. We got a ton of shows that we're all doing, like My Brother, My Brother, and Me. Justin does a show with his wife, Sydney, called Sawbones, a medical history show. Travis does a show with his wife, Teresa, called Schmanners, which is a manners-based podcast. Uh, I do a podcast with my wife called Rose Buddies, where we talk about The Bachelor, or we were when The Bachelor was on, and now we're talking about a bunch of reality dating show trash. Uh, there's tons of shows that we do, and there's a bunch of shows on the Max Fun Network, uh, which we are a a proud member of just go to maximumfun.org and you can find shows like getting curious and throwing shade and bullseye and judge john hodgman and the flop house uh tons of great programs there for you to listen to but uh i'm gonna let you get back to this podcast uh because that's all of the commercials that i have thank you all so much for listening uh the next episode will be up on holy shit may 5th 2016 man you blink and you miss it uh, May 5th, we'll see you back then for another heapin' helpin' of intrigue and adventure and danger. I love you. So you've got 16 robots... Uh, you've got this big giant, uh, let's just call it Legion because that's what I have it listed as in my notes. Um, this giant being made out of many, many ghosts, uh, that is coming out of the mirror into the astral plane. It has encased the entire mirror in, uh, it's silvery goo. Um, and, uh, first in the order is Carrie, um, who turns to Noel and says, uh, Let's take care of the robots. 
Let's take care of the robots. You get the robots. You're a robot. You should know how to fuck up robots. You boys, you take care of that big... What is... The big... I don't yeah. even know what that no, thing... No, I got... I, okay, oh, cool. Yeah, I got... I had you at big. Uh, Carrie does like a... Let's not fight. Carrie. Carrie. <laughs> Carrie I'm does... sorry I yelled. Carrie does a, uh, a, like, badass roll over Noel's giant hulking robotic shoulders and, uh... Stabs uh, a dagger into two robots uh, right in the core, uh, deactivating them, and then throws her dagger into a third, uh, uh, taking it out of commission too. Man, so she, I wish I was a rogue. Single handedly, uh, the the I've got some weird mechanics for this fight, but um, those two are going to act differently than you guys are. And uh, uh, actually, next in the order actually is Noel who cocks her gun arm uh, and points it at a row of robots, and she takes three of them out of commission. So the two of them uh, go back-to-back and take out six robots, leaving ten robots in the circle around you. Hey, guys, here in a second, we're totally going to fight this big skeleton thing, but let's just, like, comment on the fact that they're way more capable than we are. Yeah, this is a lot um, of new information. And that it looks really kind of cool. It's oh, it's cool. so cool. Yeah, I'm yeah, so awesome. glad we're all here to see this. No, they're flipping the fuck around the room and, like, doing all I, kinds of I don't pity anyone who's not actually here seeing this. Um, Wait, the, are you pity? Whatever. Next in the order is uh, Legion, who uh, is going to uh, rear back its massive uh, skeletal right arm and it's going to take a swipe at you, Magnus, since you tried to rush it. Uh-huh. Um, and it's going to try and grab you. Okay. Oh, uh, that is a 26. Versus... <laughs> <laughs> any, any number but your health, I think that's going to hit. Yep, it, it super does. I don't okay. know, versus my speed, I probably would have beat it, too. Uh... Uh, Legion grabs you with its right arm, uh, brings you right up to its face, and roars right in your face. Uh-huh. Uh, I roar back. Okay. Uh, it does not seem to care. Neither uh, do I. Because it gives you the old four seam uh, right at the wall. You hit the wall, uh, and you take only 11 points of damage, but make a dexterity saving throw to see if you can avoid landing um, that prone. would be 17. Okay, yeah, you uh, you slam up against the wall, and uh, in an unlikely feat, uh, you land on your feet. Uh, you, uh, you got thrown basically right backwards uh, past the stalactite and uh, basically near the hatch, near this big old robot pile, um, but you have landed on your feet. Uh, next in the order is... Oh, I'm sorry, Legion gets two moves. What? Uh, for its second move, it is going to point its other hand at you, Taco. Oh, and over your head, uh, a small silver flame appears and just kind of floats there over your head. Wait, I've seen this. He's the ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> uh, that's it for Legion's turn. Next in the order is Merle. Okay. Uh you got ten robots. You got uh, uh, Carrie and uh, Noel sort of addressing them, and you got Legion. I want to cast Guardian of Faith. Okay. I want Della Reese 
My giant Della Reese. Can, can, wait, can you determine the size of Della Reese? Can any of us? <laughs> that is fair. Now, Griffin, do you think my rustic hospitality trait helps it all here? If it wasn't for that rustic hospitality, you would not have landed on your feet just then. In fact, you probably would have exploded as soon as you hit the wall. <laughs> I, Man, I always I'm so factor glad that. I'm so hospitable. I always factor that into Thank how you. Work. Uh, hey, hey, Dak, can you remind me how Guardian of Faith works? A large spectral guardian appears, hovers for the duration, the duration in a spot where I put it. Uh, it's got a gleaming sword and shield. Uh, and any creature hostile to you that moves to a space within 10 feet of that guardian for the first time on a turn has to succeed on a dexterity saving throw. The creature takes 20 radiant damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one. Okay. And you're just going to plop this thing down. I'm going to put it right amidst hovering majestically, like, you know, like six feet above our clustered group. Okay. Should I do my battle cry now? Talk about You've teased it so much at this point, Dad. Just do it. Light him up, Egon. Thank you. Okay. It's pretty good. That's intellectual property theft. Um, Next in the order are the robots. Um, Taco. Make a dexterity saving throw for me. Uh, 12 plus... Uh, 3. Uh, that is not going to do it. This, um, this circle of robots, uh, there are 10 robots right now, uh, all turn towards you. Uh, and uh, you see that each of them has uh, much smaller but still dangerous-looking blasters on their arms, kind of like the ones that Magic Brian had, uh, and that I should say that Noel currently has, uh, and fiery beams emerge from them, and like a firing line, all come towards you, and you are going to take... Ah, uh, 19 points of damage. All right. Now, is and that the, something uh, that just moved close to him? No. These these guys are all sort of outside of the... of the. They're, they're all sort of s- standing in a circle uh, all around the room. None of them moved. They all just right. turned and fired. Um, I can't factor in the movement of a bunch of different robots. I'd lose my mind. Uh, as they do that, Taco, that white light that was over your head uh, disappears. Great. Oh, that, okay. That's good. Um, next in the order is Magnus. <gasps> it's targeting. Um, it's targeting us. There, everybody uh, knows. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna charge right the right back up there. Okay, I'm still on my feet. Yeah, um, you have a move. How close together I'm, are the ten robots? Are they just wait like, before I run, Lucas? What? What? If I smash the mirror thing, will it go away? Uh, it sh- I mean, it, 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 the mirror has to be perfect in order for it to maintain a connection with her. Okay. <laughs> I run up, Griffin. I charge at the mirror, double-handed axe. Okay. I guess I attack the mirror. That's uh, 18 plus 7, 25. Uh, that is a hit. Um, but as you bring your axe down uh, on the mirror... Uh, you don't seem to penetrate this layer of silver goo um, that the Legion has encased this mirror in. Um, so the damage goes to Legion. Um, you, you don't even seem to, like, part it 
uh, or, or move the goo at all, but you hear Legion recoil in pain. Um, I'm going to do a goading attack on Legion then. Okay. Cool. So the damage is 15. Okay. And you need to roll better than a 14 to avoid it. Uh, I did not. I got a nine. I am goaded. I'm going to use my second attack. Okay. To swing again. Okay, go for it. That's probably not going to do it. Um, 16 plus 7, 23. Yeah, that's going to do it. Oh, well, I didn't know. And this time it is, I hit for only eight points of damage. Okay. And you Um, know what? I'm going to use my action surge and hit again. Okay. It's all I can do. 14 plus 7, 21. That's a hit. Yay. Seven plus, so 13 points of damage. Okay. Yeah, that's a lot of damage. And then, and then I pull out my squeeze bottle, maybe towel off some sweat, sit down on a stool nearby, and think about how good I did <laughs> three times in a row. Okay. Um, Taco, you're up. Um, <clears throat> how, how closely grouped are the ten robots? Um, so they are standing in a circle around this room. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll say they are each about... About three feet apart. Can I delay my turn? Yeah. Do you just no? You no, not, to think not of for, something to not, do. No, 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 no. I I know what I want to do, but uh, yeah, I want to d- delay my turn. Okay. Uh, next in the order, just let me know what you want to when you want to pop in. Yeah, um, I know it. Next up is Carrie and Noel. Um, well, let's just make them do like a joint attack. Maybe Noel throws Carrie, who spins with her knives. And it's super cool, you guys. Like a speedball special. Holy shit. Uh, uh, this this joint attack takes out uh, seven bots, leaving just a paltry three robots. That is why Chaboy delayed his turn. <laughs> uh, next in the order is Legion. Well, hold on. Justin, did you want to no, go no, now? No, 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 no. I want Legion okay. to go now. Uh, next in the order is Legion. Um, who is going to, um, use its first action to, uh, conjure up some spirits from the prison behind him. Um, and, uh, uh, these spirits, you see it fly into the room with you, uh, and they just sort of meld in with Legion's skeletal form, uh, healing, healing him. Well, poop. That's not fair. For uh, nineteen points of damage. Uh, and with the second action, uh, Legion is going to summon more spirits from the prison. Uh, oh man! Uh, summons uh, fourteen spirits uh, from the prison. Uh, which fly out of the mirror and into the big pile of bots, and 14 new fresh hot bots uh, pop out of the pile. you got 17 robots in the room with you now. Uh, that is all Legion's going to do for their turn, though. Um, Merle is next in the order. Merle, do you have anything that would, like, banish shit? That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to well, cast... I'm going to channel divinity. I am going to turn undead. I hold up I hold up my 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 symbol, my holy, holy symbol... Your extreme team Bible. My extreme team Bible. They got to make a wisdom saving throw. And it affects anyone that can see you. I say they because isn't, I mean, there's a whole No, it's a plural. It's a plural form. Okay. 
Oh, shit. Uh, no. But it affects all the robots, too. Yes, it would affect every robot in the room. I'm going to roll a joint saving throw for the robots. Okay. So you don't have to do it, uh, uh, whatever, 15 times. Uh, the robots save. Legion does not. All right. Um, Legion kind of uh, scatter. You, you don't destroy Legion. It's it's more uh, it's a bit too powerful for that. Um, but you do turn Legion, uh, and basically what that's going to amount to is Legion kind of splats a little bit, for lack of a better term. Um, and you send some some goo uh, of Legion sort of scattering throughout the room, and it immediately starts to um self form again uh but you uh you have scattered it uh all, all around the place exposing the uh mirror to the astral plane yes 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 okay uh oh by the way when you splat it you do send it flying into the danger zone um so it's going to have to roll a dexterity saving throw to avoid being pierced by delarice uh it does not save on a dexterity saving throw Way to go, Della. Uh, Della, as this thing kind of uh, pops off towards it, you see your angelic uh, Della Reese form uh, just kind of fucking fruit ninja this guy as he goes flying all around the room, uh, cutting cutting him up with a, uh, a golden radiant sword. How much damage does it do? It does 20 radiant damage. Uh, it actually does 40 to Legion, uh, who you hear scream out in pain. Uh, as pieces of it go flying all around the room, uh, but I'm, I'm sorry. Just, I'm I'm sorry. I, oh, I hate that. Uh, but immediately, that that silver goose starts to creep back together. Uh, start starting to approach the middle of the room again. Um, uh, next in the order is the robots who are going to attack. Let's see. Let's roll a random dice. Uh, actually, the robots are going to attack Lucas. Uh, Good. The, the robots uh, line up a salvo of shots. Ooh, no way. Uh, and you see them, uh, the, all 15 of them? Or 17 of them, shit. Uh, Griffin? Yeah. Ugh, I almost hate to do it, but can I use protection to make it disadvantage against the attack on Lucas? Is it? Does that work on melee attacks or ranged attacks or both? It says when attacked with a weapon. Uh, or no, 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 I'm sorry, Trav. That's not. It wasn't an attack. It was a dexterity saving throw. Oh, okay, great. Whoo! <laughs> then he is going to get attacked. That was going to be a really sweet moment, but instead, uh, How, Lucas wait, gets. I wanted to know that I wait, tried. Wait before. Uh, How big's the biggest chunk of? Uh, How big's the biggest chunk? So Lucas has like the targeting reticle, right? Like I know um, Lucas is being targeted. Uh, he doesn't have that little fire thing above him. Um, they, it just you see all the robots point their weapons at him. It seems like without direction, they just target whoever they want. Okay, would I have time to to slip in my turn here, or do, are they gonna hit him no matter what? Um, would I have enough yeah, time? You would have had you would have had to have told me that you wanted to take their turn, your turn before they did. Okay, got it. Um, Lucas uh gets blasted by seventeen different lasers. Um. And he slumps to the ground, and you see some you see some vapor coming off of him. Cotton, and he ain't moving. 
cotton. Thick, 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 <laughs> uh, thick. He's vaping right now inside of his. No, he's he's just been blasted to, to shit. I mean, okay, listeners, we did try, both Justin and I. It's just he was meant to die now. Um, you can take your turn now, Taco, if you want. Well, yeah. Um, we're almost back to where you were in the order to begin with. Yeah, I guess I should go ahead and um. I tell you what, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna uh, cast. Um, I'm gonna cast shatter on the stalactite. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Uh, it's gonna do the stalactite's non magical, right? We've we've established that just because it's weird oh yeah 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 doesn't mean it's magical. Okay, uh, it is going to do uh, 3d8 thunder damage. 16. You cause this stalactite, you, you send a big crack up it. Uh, and that <laughs> crack very, very slowly creeps uh, towards the ceiling, uh, and you send the stalactite plummeting down to the ground. Um, and as it hits it, this stalactite just kind of uh, continues to shatter, uh, freeing up the robot inside of it. Um, there is an unintended or perhaps intended consequence of this is that as the crystal hits the ground, it begins to spread throughout the room. Um, and it is moving, uh, it's moving out relatively slowly, but it's creeping, it's corrupting this room. Hell yeah. Um, you, you see Noel actually start to back up away from this spreading crystallization. Um, she looks kind of worried about it or she would if she had a face. Um, uh, but this robot that was inside of the, uh, the stalactite, uh, stands up, uh, is still holding both the disc and the, uh, the philosopher's stone. Um, you see it stand up and it's, it's moving kind of erratically. It's moving, uh, it's, it's acting kind of strange. It starts to walk in one direction, but then it kind of jerks itself backwards towards another direction. Uh, and then one one of its arms is like pointing towards the mirror, and the other one is like grabbing that arm and pulling it down. It almost looks like this thing is having a fight with itself. Um, and you see it sort of bend over into the fetal position, and from its uh, its uh, conduit in the middle of its body, you see like a dozen of these spirits just come flying out of it as if they've just been like thrown out of it, DJ Jazzy Jeff style. Um, and, uh, the, uh, the robot stands back up. It only has, uh, it, it has a much fainter light in its, its fuse in the middle right now. Um, and, uh, you hear this robot say, uh, uh point at Legion and say, uh, get the hell away from my son. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's about uh, what I thought would happen. Uh, let me roll a quick initiative for, Okay. She uh, after she points at Legion and, and shouts that um, she looks around uh, at the room and sees the growing crystallization um, and then holds the uh, stone that she was holding uh, to her chest. And you see the crystallization just sort of get sucked back up uh, into the stones that fell to the ground uh, and the spreading has stopped. Cool. Uh, Magnus, it's your turn. Maureen. Give me the stone. What? Who are you? I'm the guy who's trying to stop all of this. Trust me. Give uh, me the stone. Self-centered much? 
Yeah, we're a team. I mean, we're helping too. Um, cool roll shit. a persuasion check. Okay. That is a nineteen plus one twenty. Um, she's like, okay, <laughs> that's cool, cool, cool. She yeah. says, uh, I saw you attack my son. Why should I give it to you? Roll disadvantage because you accosted Lucas earlier. Fair enough. Ha, that's a 16 plus 1, 17. So because he was a douche. Um, she says, uh, are you going to help undo this? Yes. Catch. She, uh, she chucks it your way. Um, as you grab it, uh, Magnus, you hear a voice in your head go, uh, yeah, that's right. Use me. Use me. You can turn the world to gold. Don't you want that big old golden world? Damn. Think about it. Line your pockets. Line your pockets, kid. You can buy all the candies and sweets you want. You're not a big enough boy to handle these kinds of objects, Magnus. <laughs> As that's happening, I want to rip the glove so it folds around it. So I've got it in like a little sack. Think of it uh, that way. Okay, like you my got a little, glove. You got a little sack. You, hear go, yeah. you have a little I, tiny little sack. We want to make sure we've got it straight Yeah. You don't want the candies and sweets? Come on, think about it. I tab this. it with the glutton's fork and I swallow it. What the fuck? <laughs> you have been holding on to that one. Yes, I'm, I have. I'm going to have to... Uh, uh, this is like the most magical object that there is. Yep. No, I'm saying glutton's fork does, works on non-magical. This is like the most magical I object. thought it was just, it's got to be small enough to eat it. No, it's small non-magical object. But I'm doing it with the glove. <laughs> You, you can eat this thing, but it's gonna stay a stone. That's fine. I'm you can not wrap this thing in a fucking. It. You can wrap this thing in a fucking hot pocket, but it's still gonna be a a, yep, a magic. It's in my ass. tummy. Okay, make a fucking Constitution saving throw to see if you can swallow this fucking rock that you're trying to eat Man. with your mouth and put in your. <laughs> That's body. a fifteen plus three, eighteen. You have. I, I guess you turned your glove into a delicious pastry crust that you have wrapped around the philosopher's stone, and then through some doing, he turned it uh, into the have, falafeler stone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have swallowed this thing, and it's uh, it sucks because you can hear this fucking Joe Pesci ass voice from inside your gullet now shouting up into your body. And then I'm going to smash the mirror. Wait, Chad, don't okay, what was the point tea. of eating the rock? Yeah, well, I don't know what you got out of that, but dude. Well, I wanted to digest it, but then you said it was magical. But at that point, I'd already committed to the idea Poop of eating the rock. Out. And Poop now I figure it's out. just safe in my tum-tum. Don't forget to get your 2d6 points of health. <laughs> oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh-huh. For, what One. You, for eating whatever. One. You That's two points. For okay. eating whatever <laughs> you tried as hoves into your field of vision. Yeah, you actually, you also take two points of damage for swallowing a motherfucking rock. Balances out. So now it's safe in my tummy. And and spoiler alert, you're going to take a lot more damage than that when it comes time to get it out. That's fair. And now I'm going to smash the mirror. Okay. Uh, make a melee attack roll against that mirror. Okay. It's 16 plus 7, 23. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Roll damage. This is going to tear his butt up, isn't it? I know that's uh, Four plus... So that's 10 damage. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's not a lot, but with your uh, with your two handed battle axe swing, uh, you send the you put the smallest smallest crack into this thing, um, and the picture behind it just vanishes, and the uh, disc uh, falls to the ground. Make a dexterity saving throw for me. That's not gonna do it. Uh, five plus two, seven. Oh my. 
Um, I'm going to roll a 1d2, flip a coin, just see which way this thing falls. Yeah, it's falling Magnus word. Uh, This thing falls on you, Magnus, uh, and you take uh, 14 points of damage. Oh, that's not that bad. As it lands on top of you, and you are pinned uh, underneath this deactivated mirror. Yeah. Um, And as you deactivate it, you hear uh, Legion just kind of uh, scream in anger. Um, And uh, that is it. We did it. No, Legion is still definitely, definitely in this room. Okay. Oh. Um, Carrie and Noel do some dope shit, and they take (laughs) out five robots. Uh, No, that's not going to do it. Uh, Noel, with two of her four arms, grabs a robot, tears it in half, and then throws the two chunks at two more robots, taking them out. Um, And Carrie. Uh, slides underneath one's knees and grabs its feet and pulls it to the ground and then chucks it at another one taking out a fifth. I just want to take a moment here to say that I regret eating the philosopher's stone. Yeah, it seemed like kind of pointless. It seemed like a great idea when I thought I could eat the stone itself, and then you were like, but it's magical. You and hear, I was like, I'm still gonna do it. You hear, and I was like, oh. You hear the philosopher's stone inside you go, uh... <laughs> Hey, Magnus, is it weird that I'm kind of into this? <laughs> oh, no, it's a vor thing. Oh, God. I'm learning all kinds of stuff about myself right now. I think we can still turn the world into, you know, gold or candy sweets. I punch myself in the stomach. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, Legion is next. This, uh, uh, all of the silver goo has sort of brought itself back to the um, uh, center of the room and has sort of... Uh, can sort of come back together on top of this pedestal uh, and reformed. Now it's just like half a skeleton, half a gigantic skeleton, Um, but uh, it no longer has access to the astral plane and all of the benefits uh, therein. Um, So it is going to just attack the prone Magnus, uh, Mm -hmm. who is pinned Mm -hmm. under the mirror uh, twice, and you're going to have disadvantage. Or I guess he's going to have advantage because he's attacking a prone target. Cool. Uh, that is a 21 versus AC. Uh, that is a hit, yes. And a 19 versus AC. I mean, both of those hit, yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to use parry, though. Um, to reduce re- damage? Yeah. Okay, we know what it does. Just roll to do it. Yeah. Okay, that's 10... 12, so it reduces it by 12. Uh, it was going to be 43. Oh, my Jeez. Jesus. So 31 points of damage. Who boysy. Yeah, I'm, I'm still alive. What, what, are you, what are you getting down to? I'm down to 16, Dad. Thank you for asking. Um, no, I, I don't have a freaking tricorder on me. I can't keep no, up No, no, no. That was not sarcastic. Literally, thank you for asking. I appreciate Aww. your concern. I have a real hard time sounding sincere. It's a real-life problem I deal with. <laughs> I love you, son. I love you, too, Dad. Um, you uh, Next in the order is Maureen. Uh, she runs over to Lucas, and she smashes her hands into the ground. And she just kept, keeps doing that over and over and over again, um, just kind of mangling her hands, but exposing some active wires. Um, and she uh, 
holds those up against her sort of ruined hands and puts them up against uh, Lucas's chest. Claire! And is, yeah, literally, like, yeah, defibrillating him. Um, and uh, let's do a first aid check. Uh, that's a crit. Um, he jumps up. He's better than ever. No, <laughs> he's he ten feet tall. He doesn't jump up, but after Ooh, after a few pumps, uh, you see him open his eyes and. <gasps> <sighs> of course, all that all that would have taken about ten minutes because that's what happens in the movies. And at some point, somebody had to have yelled at him, "Don't you die on me!" Right? Uh, yeah, all of that happened in the span of this turn. Good. Um, good. Uh, Merle, you are up. I've been through a rough. A rough campaign here. <laughs> I've had my arm chopped off. I'm not sure how I feel about Pan. Because God lied. We've been all through that. I, I'm having a moment. I need guidance. I'm going to take just a second just to do a quick quick prayer. I'm just going to okay. pray to Pan. And Meanwhile, everyone just kind of like looks around hope awkwardly. Hope he answers. I'll do it quick. Pan, if you're there, and if you're not a big fat liar, tell me what to do. Uh, okay, hold on. Let me think about this. Golden leaves very slowly start to bud and sprout from your soul wood arm, uh, uh, sort of enshrouding in, in it in a uh, Apache bush of these golden leaves. <laughs> and gross. Um, and your hand the the branches that have formed uh your your soul wood hand uh uh sort of mold your fingers uh into a finger gun uh and points directly at the legion thank you i look at legion and i cast banishment this is where i send the creature to a another plane of existence and they got to make a charisma saving throw or they're banished. How charismatic are a pile of ghosts? Yeah, they can't be very charismatic, right? Mm. No, especially they're just like a weird skeleton no. thing. The only charismatic ghost is Slimer. All right, here I go. I'm going to cast this. And I look at him and I say, You shall not... Oh, no, I'm sending him somebody. You had better... You shall pass. pass. You, you shall pass. pass. Get out of here. Hey, you're banished. All right. Uh, I th- so this thing is, I normally like you can't banish something this big and bad, but you have weakened this thing to a pretty critical state. And he's got Pan's help, and you've got the help of Pan. So I'll ha- I'll roll disadvantage on this roll. Oh, the second one was an eleven. Uh, those those golden leaves that sprouted from your your hand uh, forced your thumb down uh, as if the finger gun has just fired uh, and. <laughs> And the leaves uh, uh, blow uh, as if a, 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 with the breeze that is coming in through the windows, uh, encircling the giant skeleton, uh, who you hear shout, uh, no! as it is, uh, it, it sort of implodes in on itself, um, creating like a small, uh, not a black hole as much as a, a very small silvery hole. Uh, that seems to suck in the remaining 23 robots uh, uh, all around the room. The, the spirits uh, blast out of the conduits inside of them, uh, get pulled into this silvery hole, and then in a, an explosion of golden leaves, uh, they disappear. 
Della Reese looks on. Della Reese smiles. <laughs> You've done it. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. New to Maximum Fun, the Beef and Dairy Network podcast. The number one podcast for those involved or just interested in the production of beef animals and dairy herds. All sponsored by Grazex, the latest grass replacement pellet from Mitchell's. If it's not Mitchell's, get back in the truck. Find us at MaximumFun.org or on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from. And if it's not clear, this is a comedy podcast. Beef out. Mm-hmm.